So, uh, do as I say, not as I do, that's my initial question. Um, and what I'm uh, going to present here comes from uh, a joint work with Carvalho. Uh, and we, what we were trying to do is to analyze the potential effects of immigrant representations of the crisis uh, on uh, migration systems. This coming from insights from a, a peripheral southern European country, in this case, Portugal. Uh, this is mainly built from empirical findings from the Temis project for the Portuguese case. And so first things first, questions and methods, what did we want to know? Well, we wanted to know which views on the current economic crisis have the Brazilians, the Ukrainians and the Moroccan immigrants living in Portugal. This is, uh, these are the three groups we were, we were analyzing uh, for, the, for the project. And then we wanted to see how do these representations shape the intentions of mobility of these groups and also the feedback, the feedback they send back to their home uh, countries. And finally, we also were interested in analyzing uh, which individual or contextual variables could play a role uh, in, the, in this uh, puzzle. So, uh, methods. What information did we want uh, for to, to do this analysis? So we have uh, 77 uh, in-depth interviews made uh, in the ambit of the Temis project in Portugal, 31 with Brazilians living in the Lisbon metropolitan area, 31 with Ukrainians in the Lisbon metropolitan area, and finally 15 with Moroccans uh, in the southern region of the Algarve. So for you to understand representations of the crisis, intentions and feedback, it is of course important that you have an idea of these three groups in Portugal. Uh, I just highlighted here the main aspects to bear in mind because of course you would be probably overloaded with so much information. Uh, but you, what you can see here is that for the Brazilians we have two main waves of arrival. We have the first one in the 80s, uh, mostly highly skilled migrants. We also have in the early of, uh, 2000 a second wave of lower skilled migrants. And this is uh, early 2000s that we have the main arrival of migrants to, to Portugal. I also would highlight for the Ukrainians the fact that they are um, strongly uh, men, mostly men, also for the Moroccans. And then the age profile is a little bit, we have a little bit older Ukrainians. This will help you to understand uh, our further analysis. And of course, the main sectors of activity. So we have a higher concentration of the Ukrainians, mainly men in construction uh, work. And also uh, we have construction, but also hotel and catering, domestic work for the Brazilians. And our particularity of the Moroccans in the Algarve, they are mostly working in agriculture, but this is a particularity of our group in Portugal. So first thing, uh, representations of the crisis, eruption of the crisis. And uh, we know from analysts that the crisis in Europe, in Portugal, uh, tend to take place in the beginning, uh, well, 2008. But the opinions from our migrants are not exactly that one. And that's an interesting thing, is that they position the, the beginning, the eruption of the crisis in different timings. So I would start here first with Ukrainians. So they positioned the eruption of the crisis mostly in 2004. And this has mainly to do with the decline in investment in, the, in major civil construction works. So that's why it is important to know they are mostly men and mostly working in uh, civil construction works. 
So with the end of our um, exposition in 98, also the Euro, the, the football championship in 2004, there was many uh, investments in civil construction. After this, of course, there is a decline. Then comes the Brazilians, and they mostly see in the next year the start of the crisis, because some of them are in the civil construction, so they are feeling that. But also, we see from our interviews that most of them also refer to a starting, a takeoff, would say, in Brazil. So their representations of the crisis are not only based in Portugal, but also in the fact that they compare it to the development being um, occurred in Brazil. And then. Finally, the Moroccans, they positioned the, initi the initial crisis in 2008, mainly because we had some investment in, agri in the agricultural sector. So uh, there was, of course, a positive effect, and so unemployment did, did not affect this group straight away. But these representations of the crisis has not only to do with the situation in Portugal we found. This, this also has to do with their views on their situation back home. So what we find is that for the Brazilians, the views that they have in the situation in Brazil uh, currently affects how bad they see the situation in Portugal. So the Brazilians, they see economic growth, the rise of a middle class in Brazil, they see uh, a growing number of job opportunities, the Ukrainians, they also see in the Ukraine some economic growth, but they also see uh, political instability, corruption, weak uh, social policies. And the Moroccans, they see more job opportunities in Morocco, but they also see uh, salaries that are lower in comparison with Europe. So, the next two slides, I will write just speed through it, it's nothing that you are not aware of. The representations of the crisis, we decided to classify in two main um, dimensions. The first one, direct effects in the labor market. So, what you have here is, on the one hand, decreasing of, job, uh, of jobs available, of course, and the other hand, a great job uncertainty and labor precariousness. This is, of course, related to decreasing salaries, longer work journeys, informality, uh, growing seasonality, and, of course, competition for, for jobs. And also, we had another category, the personal and co-ethnic migration projects. How does the, the crisis affect their personal, their co-ethnic migration projects? So, on the one hand, we have harder to get renew legal documents, and on the other hand, the difficulty to bring or assist their families. Because, of course, this is a snowball, so if they can't get a work and a work contract, then they will not be able to get legal uh, documents. And if they have lower salaries, they won't have enough um, income to bring their families in. But they also, we also found some changes in the flows of arrival and departure. Of course, there are many of these migrants are living, some a part of it, a part of them. But also, for instance, for Brazilians, they identify the people coming now to Portugal, the Brazilians, as less skilled and less informed. So we have a replacement, or wouldn't say replacement, because the highly skilled probably never left. But we have now more unskilled, less informed, informed workers coming to Portugal, and also some university students. Going now to the feedback. Of course, there is negative feedback. How could it not be? Uh, lower salaries, unemployment, legal documents, it's harder to get them. 
the inability to save money to send remittances back home. But we, what we also found is that besides negative feedback, there is also some positive but very conditional feedback. So they say back home, come if. There are many ifs included. So come if you have a concrete job offer, if you have a work contract, if you're highly qualified, uh, if you earn very little at home and then makes it worthwhile to come, if you already know the language, if you have family and friends, or if even if, you, if despite the lower salaries, you privilege security and social political stability. And then we come to future intentions of mobility. So the feedback is negative or mostly positive, but very, very conditional. But let's see what are the intentions mentioned by these immigrants. So we had three categories in the Temis project. We had, would you think of returning to, the, to your home country, move elsewhere or stay uh, in, your, in your destination country? So what we see here, return home, we have the Brazilians and they say of course the economic development in Brazil is very appealing, so they refer that. For the Ukrainians, they say okay, Ukraine is developing, but the corruption, the political instability is not uh, appealing at all. And it's interesting to, to, to notice that in Ukraine they also have the football championship recently and it didn't, or it didn't seem to affect so much the representations of, of of immigrants. And then for, for Morocco, uh, okay, Morocco is, is improving, the, the king is now better, but still it's better to stay in Europe. Move elsewhere. So move elsewhere, Brazilians consider this option, but mostly a language barrier is something that is a hindering factor for them. So they prefer Portugal for the, the linguistic uh, relation and proximity. And there's also the imaginary of the US for some, for some of them. For the Ukrainians, they are the group that really refer other European countries. But this is mainly for the young male and not for the older ones who really are more willing to stay in Portugal. And something that is really referred for both Ukrainians and Moroccans is the importance of acquiring legal documents before leaving. So if we are trying our luck in other European country, it's better to have the Portuguese documents first, after going. And one interesting thing is that they send negative feedback, very, very conditional feedback, but actually they just show so many reasons to stay in Portugal after all. So, for the Brazilians, those who came in the 80s, of course, they are living in a country sometimes for 30 years, so they are not willing to go back to Brazil. As was just showed for the Equatorians, they are cultural, very different now, they are very different from the Brazil they, they knew. And then there are family attachment, better education for their children, there is the language proximity and the, the safety character that Portugal has compared to Brazil. For the Ukrainians, Portuguese as very tolerant people to, towards immigrants. The language proficiency, they learn a language, language, they are not willing to learn another one. The fact they have already legal documents or are just about to have it. Then they participate in associations, they are very much related to their co-ethnic uh, elements in Portugal. And then they have made investments in Portugal, so they are not willing to just go back uh, to Ukraine or move elsewhere. For the Moroccans, mostly they have contacts with local employers. They are near, I would say, 
almost near to, to Morocco, then it's a very small community in Portugal, so they are very attached uh, between them, the tranquility and safety, and of course there is some cultural identity that they also mention often. So coming to some final remarks on this. So of course there are representations of the crisis mostly directed towards labor market and personal um, migration projects. How does the factors uh, coming, uh, coming from uh, the economic crisis affect getting legal documents, family reunification, remittances, but also, between each group, it's unanimous that there are uh, a, a specific start for the, the eruption of the crisis. But this is not convergent between the three groups. So this might be explained by their sector con concentration, but also uh, it may have to do with their uh, ideas about their home country and the economic situation there. Of course, they are both negative and positive, very conditional. Uh, feedback, it's important to see that there is no positive, it's only very, very conditional. So of course, of course this casts doubt in any one ambitions to migrate. So uh, in terms of what they consider, so Brazilians mainly um, consider being, uh, going back to Brazil, but also to other European destinations. Some Ukrainians mention other European destinations only with documents. Moroccans are less prone to leave Portugal, but if they do so only after having documents, which doesn't happen with the Brazilians, which have a very high irregular uh, rate. They are in many situations in an irregular situation. And just to, to finish, um, in spite of the economic situation in Portugal, it's not very good, and they acknowledge that. They send negative and very conditional feedback. They, they know there are better, better uh, job opportunities elsewhere, but they, in general, don't intend to leave Portugal. So what we come here to is that there are non-economic factors, some cultural and geographical proximity, language proficiency, social networks already established that are pulling this, these migrants to stay. And also other individual features may help explain this. So coming to the first question, do uh, as I say, not as I do. Uh, there are still a lot of work to do. Probably try to quantify this, see the numbers, see figures, how this works. Try to establish some typologies. Who are the migrants who decide to go? Who are the migrants who decide to stay? Go back home, go to other European countries. And then also, of course, make comparisons. This is to Portugal, but of course, for other countries, there may be other differences. Thank you.